0: Oh my God. That is a very large moth.
1: tuning into Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod. And with me, as always, is my being uh, consumed by the machine of war that they are strapped into co-host August.
0: Hi. Yes. Hello. I'm August. I am the victim of a data storm. Uh, you can find me on tumblr at strange harpy i'm about to give up on twitter honestly because oh yeah yeah it's
1: i finally got a blue sky i just haven't set it up yet
0: yeah it's it's a whole thing so you can find me on tumblr at strange harpy where i'm currently still in minecraft Blockman hell and also baldur's gate hell so you know Mm -hmm. like you do um my pronouns are they them
1: um let's see cartoon news uh the the writers guild and the sag after are still on strike and so august and i are watching Bubble well, we'll gundam the witch from mercury uh <laughs> in big cartoon news right now um i'm glad we didn't choose a video game because it looks like maybe voice actors are also going to go on strike so we don't know how that's going to go either so i'm glad we chose anime japan's never going to unionize i guess Yep. Uh, <laughs> if I swear to God, it's if, like if we need to pit, We're just going to watch wrestling
0: mm-hmm. like.
1: um, As far as big cartoon news, apparently Annapurna is going to make an adaptation of that video game Stray. Huh? Like an animated adaptation of that.
0: I feel is like that a that's pretty, a pretty good. Yeah, right? I feel like that's a pretty good medium for it.
1: Yeah, and then Chris Wedge, who I believe is the guy who, um, he founded Blue Sky, and he's the guy who, like, made Ice Age Robots and Epic, um, he's going to be creating a new movie, so, that's, that's cool, I guess, yeah. um, it's gonna be mostly the crew for that made. Nimona, is gonna be working on that stray cartoon okay so that should be pretty good because Nimona was a pretty good um let's see oh also apparently they're making another chicken run
0: okay did you see this no i guess it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be claymation i I mean mean. of course it would be because of the studio um i guess it's gonna be on netflix I don't I'm sure. I don't. It's called Dawn of the Nugget.
0: Wow. Okay. Sure. Uh, you do you, I guess.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Truly.
0: <laughs> um. Fiona and Cake like-
1: came out. Oh yeah, Fiona and Cake came out. Um, I'll talk about that shortly. Um, My Adventures with Superman wrapped up. Um. Let's see. That Medlockalypse movie came out as well. I haven't watched it. I was watching. I will get to it in a bit. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think that's as far as cartoon news goes. August, what cartoons have you been watching that aren't Baldur's Gate?
0: Oh. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can talk about Baldur's Gate. It's okay.
0: Um, so I actually did watch something that was not Blurbro's Gate. Um, I watched uh, a
1: a walkthrough of Baldur's Gate.
0: <laughs> no, no, I watched. Uh, it's called Amesis Blue. Or at least I think that's how that word is pronounced. Um, but it is a horror movie produced using Team Fortress 2 assets. Um, oh. And it involves a lot of time loops. It involves a lot of ultraviolence. And uh, one of the core like themes... And it is what if respawn mechanics were fucked up and went wrong?
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, so it is was it like, is
1: it like in the, is it kind of like in universe Team Fortress two sort of situation?
0: Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it was really good. Like I'm only passingly familiar with team Fortress two, um, and, and, like, some of the lore around it. But it was it was really good. It was genuinely unsettling. Um, I think about the last shot a lot. Like, the last shot of it was deeply impactful. Um, and as far as, like, video game stuff is concerned, like, I haven't been thinking about it as much as I've thought about MyHouse.Wad. But it's still, like... It's it's good. It's unsettling. Um, yeah, just watch it. It's an hour and forty eight minutes. Free on YouTube. Uh, well, well worth the time that I spent with it. Um, it focuses heavily on medic. Um, other medic and soldier, I'd say, are the two main characters. Um. Uh, specifically, blue medic and blue soldier, but the the lines between blue and red get a little blurred uh, throughout the course of the movie. Um, just yeah, it's it's really good. A plus. Nice.
1: Um, let's see.
0: Wait, um, I haven't thing- talked about Baldur's Gate. Oh, oh, I'm Shit. sorry. My bad. Okay. <laughs> um, so as of this this moment, Steam says I've played Baldur's Gate for about 140 hours, which feels Audience, like.
1: I want you to know you, you are not going to hear it. Right. But like <laughs> the amount of squeaking of like dry erase marker on dry erase board that I'm going to have to erase from this segment is just it's ungodly. And, you know. I just need you to know the level of effort I put in to give you a high quality show audience. <laughs>
0: um yeah, a hundred and forty hours.
1: Uh in Christ the live, August.
0: What? Yeah. Um since since we came back from visiting y'all and that was that was what, a week and a half ago? <laughs> Two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> Tell me August is between jobs without telling me August is between
0: jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, see, I was talking to Danielle and they were like, this game has altered my brain chemistry. And I was like, uh, that's that's fine. I don't see it altering my brain chemistry. Uh, 140 <laughs> hours to you, later. But I'm
1: different. <laughs> Cut to August and not being different.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> um, it's, um, I don't want to give any real spoilers, but, um, I was. When it came to the end game, I had to save my game and take a lap and. Put it down for several hours before I finally made the the final decisions leading into like the final boss battle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like there are supposedly like seventeen thousand endings or something like that to the game. Uh, I don't know. Like you know, those are probably just some minor nuances. Between like different games game states you can end the game with uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to like actual endings that don't involve right, right. TPKs because I got uh, <clears throat> a lich wished me to death uh, and that was a <laughs> TPK <laughs> like literally used the spell wish to kill me. Nice. Um, so that was fun. Uh but, you know, my best estimate, like, at least of the not evil runs, there's probably like five or six endings, I would say. Uh, you know, major game state endings. Um, right. Like I said, I had to take a lap before I went into endgame. I feel like the choices that my character made were appropriate for the game that I had played. I feel like the consequences of those choices were very satisfying and like the climax of the overarching plot was really good. I'm not going to lie to you and say that act three wasn't a struggle because it was, it was, I didn't experience any game breaking bugs, thankfully, but I still, there was a lot of little stuff that kept adding up to the point where I had to stick it out. And, you know, that's a little disheartening that you have to stick it out to get to the end. But, um, overall, the storytelling was pretty good. The character arcs for the companions were pretty good right up until the end. And I think that's the most disappointing thing about Baldur's Gate is the, uh, companion epilogues Mm -hmm. are shite. Um, They feel, like, out of place and tacked on in most cases. Um, and, you know, one companion even had, like, her, quote-unquote, good end completely scrapped. So, like, most of her endings involve what would be her fail state, basically. Uh, which is, you know, that that's disheartening. But, um... I I I have been deeply enjoying this game. Uh, the I'm looking forward. I have started playing through it again. Uh, this time, instead of, you know, creating someone whole cloth for Baldur's Gate, uh, three, I've decided to play as Marius, but specifically the Marius from the Ultraviolet Catastrophe. Nice, uh, nice, nice. As nice. if as if this is one more jump before Marius gets home. Uh, and I'm deeply looking forward to what's going to happen when the, the twist at Act 3 happens. Uh, I'm just absolutely thrilled. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. I'm probably going to be talking about Baldur's Gate for, for a while. Um, I'm already 7,000 words deep into uh, a fic about it, so... You know, that's how it be. And uh, Minecraft block men continue to also have a stranglehold on me. So um, New Life SMP is, uh, as always, deeply entertaining. Um, been catching some uh, VODs of Pirates SMP, which uh, is pretty self-explanatory. Everybody plays Pirates. They modded in Boats it's fun oh
1: interesting yeah boats are cool
0: yeah but yeah Um, florbo's gate
1: (laughs) mine's mine's uh i've just been watching a lot of shit like i watched all of uh my adventures with superman it's pretty good it's a really good little superman cartoon i like it quite a bit and i'm interested to see what goes on in season two of that um i think it's only like 10 episodes so it's pretty pretty quick quick little binge um start watching fiona and cake first two episodes of that are out it's really good i mean i really liked just about everything from obsidian um because we you and me, August, we watched just, or not Obsidian, but from Distant Lands. You, We just watched Obsidian, right? We didn't watch the one where, like, the Finn and Jake centered one?
0: No, we or did, did we? not.
1: Okay. Okay. The Finn and Jake one's pretty good as well. Um, but um, if you liked the distance land, Distant Land uh, sh- episodes, it, I think Fiona and Cake is great. <gasps> it is... A thing that I have been wanting for a long fucking time, uh, which is an adult cartoon that is not dumb and edgy. (laughs) Um, Like Adventure Time has realized, oh, literally everybody who is like nostalgic for Adventure Time uh, pays rent now. (laughs) Um, And so they wrote a show for those people and it's still Adventure Time. It's still Feels like Adventure Time, but like it also feels more grown up. Like the stories they're telling are more grown up, more nuanced, more mature, but like it still feels fundamentally like Adventure Time, which is nice. It's fun. It's nice to have that. It's a thing that I have been wanting for a long fucking time. Um, so that one's really good. Did. Let's see. I'm trying to think about what I have watched since we recorded with Brandon. Um oh I watched six hours of fucking content about Salmon Cat. Um because <laughs> Quentin Reviews put out a new video and I watched that. Um it's good. I like Quentin Reviews quite a bit. Um he has uh he I might I you know it's very funny he was talking about this one section where he mentions like he's talking about like um queer relationships and media and like a friends to lovers arcs. And he specifically mentions like legend of Korra, she run the Princess's power and the, the owl house. And he casually mentions that he's never watched any of them. So it's now my goal to get Quentin reviews on this podcast when we start watching the owl house again and make him watch the owl house. (laughs) Um, so you can help me with that audience. Uh, but only once we can review it again. I don't want to try and jump the gun too much. Um, let's see. Watched a bunch of good content from Sophie from Mars. Um, she put out two new like long form essays. One is um, the world is not ending. Talks about like um, the like uh, like environmental crisis. And then, like, the, the fall of capitalism. And then her other video. Sophie from Mars. Her other video was Our New Robot King, which talks about AI and is a very good breakdown of of AI. Um. And I liked it quite a bit as well. Um let's see let's see um for no no reason whatsoever uh i highly recommend that you dear listener go and donate to the aclu um (laughs) i don't have a vested interest in that at all though so don't worry about me um let's see I think oh and I've been watching so super eyepatch wolf he's been uh putting vods up of um his playthrough of fear and hunger um on his other channel regular iPatch wolf and I fucking I've been watching these things I don't watch let's plays let me be very clear I'm not a person who watches let's plays a lot like up until now the only like person I ever watched that did like let's play ass let's play content is like art like uh rt games um but i've been watching iPatch wolf play through fucking fear and hunger and it's h- hilarious i uh, highly recommend watching that um you know lots of content warnings for the game fear and hunger um but uh, the the vods of it are very funny, and I think he's going to be playing Fear and Hunger Two Terminus on stream. And he's like, for every uh for every thousand dollars that gets donated, he has to keep playing for one more hour.
0: Jesus Christ! Uh, until they
1: until they run out of money, I think is how it's going to work. <laughs> um, I th- think think that's it for me start playing starfield um in the category of brian continues to play games no one else in the friend group is playing
0: <laughs> yeah sorry um, if if starfield okay. had come out before baldur's gate i think that our conversation at the beginning would have been very different because starfield mm. looks like exactly what i wanted it to look like uh yeah it's it, it is uh for
1: like this is not me putting a judgment on this, but it's Fallout four in space, which is what, what I wanted. Like. Yeah, that's fair. I And I didn't dislike Fallout four. It's not my favorite fallout by a wide margin. Um, I've not, never like not a huge fan of the Bethesda Fallouts from a story standpoint, from a mechanical one, it's fine. they're Bethesda games. And, you know, I've played about two hours of Starfield at this point, so I can't even two hours of any Bethesda game is not long enough to fucking have an actual opinion on it. Um, But it's it's good. It's fine. It's PC requirements are absolutely fucking wild. Um, To get 1080p low settings, you have to have a graphics card with a minimum of eight gigs of VRAM on it. Wow! Um, I assume only because the game's so poorly fucking optimized, because Baldur's Gate. <laughs> um, because it's not like it's low. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna go on that rant. I just have to fix a teenager's computer to be able to run it. Um, also, fuck you to Microsoft for canceling your friends and family fucking plan, you pieces of shit. Uh. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, that's it for me. I think it's a time it's time that we start talking about mobile suit Gundam colon, the witch from Mercury. We will henceforth refer to this. This thing as G witch. Um, because that's too long of a title to keep saying, (laughs) um, so mobile suit Gundam, uh, the witch from Mercury is an anime that came out last year. Um no sorry. Yeah yeah it came out last year. It started airing in October 2022 and finished up July 2023. Um it ran for I believe it ran for certainly episodes. How many episodes did it run for? Wikipedia. You piece of shit fucking goddamn it. Um whatever. It ran for like 20 episodes. I think it's 20. Um, including a prologue, so it's technically 21, I believe. Um, it's by sunrise. Uh the series was directed by uh Hiroshi uh, Hiroshi, Kobayashi, and Nahiro Oh. Oga- no, sorry, that's the the producer is uh, Nahiro Ogata, um, and it was written by Ochiro uh, Okuchi, I believe is how you pronounce that. Um, probably <laughs> not the best. Oh wow! Oh wow! Um, Ochiro Okuchi was one of was a fucking writer on Turn A Gundam.
0: Oh it's nice! Like one of
1: the top projects that like he like I guess started on Turn A Gundam. So that's cool as hell. Also did a lot of Code Geass. Some episodes of Black Butler. Lots of other stuff. I'm just kind of picking out the things that I know. Um, also apparently wrote, uh, did a lot of like scene composition and screenplay work for Spy X Family Season 2. Hmm. Um, oh, and apparently was like a writer on the, mo- the anime films for the Berserk Golden Arc. So that's cool oh and wrote oh no oh okay never mind did not write oh eight ms team wrote like battle in three dimensions which is like a later um O8 ms team but more importantly wrote two light novels um revolutionary girl utina number one and Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant number 2, both of which have titles in Japanese that I will butcher, but I'm going to try and say Owa no Shoujo and Midori no uh, Omoi. So, uh, <laughs> that might come into play uh, later. Um, the plot, as it were, um, is... Basically the world. You know what? We're just going to get into episode. So we're going to be covering today. We're going to be covering the prologue episode zero episode one, the witch and the bride and episode two cursed mobile suit. And then after today, we're going to be just doing two episodes at a time Um, because there's an even there's like an even number of episodes. We just had to get like the prologue is important, but it like I didn't want to do just the prologue in episode one because they don't really. It doesn't feel like we. I don't feel like it would be that good. I I feel like this three episodes is, tells a better story. Yeah, <laughs> it gives us a better idea of what's going to be going on. Um, the synopsis, Ooh. by the way, that I have on the wiki, the the Gundam wiki, are trash. Um, but not in like the good way, like not in the funny way. They're like a fucking paragraph long synopsis. Um, so I'm just going to kind of roll into what happens in episode zero, the prologue, um, at the front, which is like a spit. There's going to be so many, God, there's so many fucking proper nouns that I'm about to say, <sighs> <laughs> at a full Wagner. Uh, a front constructed inside of an asteroid. A front is a a front is what Gundam calls like a space station or like a, a space colony. They're called fronts um, in this Gundam world. The Gundam Lafirth is undergoing uh, operating t- tests at the uh, Vendaris Institute's laboratory. Van, no wait, Van Vanadis. Vanadis. There we go. Sorry. listening to this listening to this show in Japanese has taught me how to pronounce zero fucking things of these proper nouns for the record because they don't pop up in the cadence that it helps like that it's easy for me to memorize because like Japanese is spoken in a different block. And so I'm mostly just listening to voice inflection and reading and less processing what words are actually being said. Because I don't understand, I don't, you know, I do not speak Japanese even a little bit. Um, but yeah. So, um, while so we open up on this base, um, with a with pi- test pilot Elnora uh Semaya, who is inside of the Gundam Lafirth. Uh, She is trying to push further and further uh, because this Gundam is so named because it has a Gund system built into it. Uh, A Gund system is a biomechanical interface originally developed to help people... Um, who whose bodies have been altered by living in space to better adapt to their their environment but uh, thanks to the veneris institute have been turned into weapons and that's where we are at today um, the problem with the Gund the gundams is that because of their biomechanical interface they are they have a tendency as you become more and more connected with the mobile suit um, it hesitancy to fucking kill you. Um, <laughs> um, and Samaya is trying to work deeper and deeper and deepen her connection with, uh, Lafirth, which seems to be an entirely new breed of mobile suit. Um, she is interrupted in this by her uh, baby daughter, uh, who is named Erith. No,
0: what the fuck is the baby's name? Er, Eric
1: Eric. yes. Um, she is turning four today and she wants her mom out of that goddamn mobile suit and to come to her fucking birthday party. Um, her mom explains the lo- the work that she's doing, um, that the Gundam is kind of like her little sister. Um, but they go uh, they go to um, go to the birthday party and this is where we get our first cutaway to Darling, that's his name. Yeah. To um Representative link He is a guy who is part of the um Third Front Autonomous? Jesus Christ is so Mobile Suit Development Council. Sorry, there's too many fucking proper nouns in this goddamn show um he's part of the mobile suit development council um and he is a an old war vet uh he is making a push uh today they are going to end the production of gundams uh because in his words um weapons should be designed only to take the lives of others and people need to be able to live with the the sin of taking another person's life and uh, a weapon that is designed not just to take life of others, but to take life of the user as well is an abomination. Um, this announcement that's on television is uh, simultaneously being ca- like carried out along with a tactical strike on the the front. Um, a covert ops group sneaks into the asteroid, uh, begins a ground assault on the on the uh, personnel inside while a carrier launches a battalion of mobile suits to contain the area. Um, the, uh, what was her name? Enola, and Elnora, uh, her husband uh, gets into one of the Gundams and launches to try and protect the facility and give everybody a chance to escape. Uh, he is joined by another pilot, and they very easily handle the, st- the bog-standard mobile suits uh, that are, are out. Um, the Unfortunately, the carrier launches another mobile suit... Um, that is named. What is your name? Ulysses. Oh, well, they launched a fancier mobile suit, uh, that had that very crucially, um, has a, has a field generator that can shut down the gun system of the Gundams. And he very easily takes out one of the Gundams, um, leaving, uh, elnora's husband to fight alone Uh, meanwhile elnora uh while previous to this um the baby has escaped from her birthday party as her her parents were kind of trying to figure out the news that was being laid down um and she is inside of the gundam uh The um, kind of her, quote, granny, uh, the lady who runs the the um, the organization that is building these Gundams, uh, gives her an access code and allows her to sort of interact with the Gundam. Um, She stays inside of the Gundam as things start kind of breaking down. And uh, as her mother uh, finds her in the Gundam as they begin to escape, uh, she realizes that the, the deeper level that she was unable to reach earlier has easily been accessed um, by her child. Um, as they escape out, uh, it we get to see some babies committing war crimes because it's Gundam, baby. Uh... <laughs> Um, maybe the youngest war criminal in the history of Gundam. And that's saying something in the history of Gundam, uh, as this baby, um, kind of unknowingly, uh, in with like very in tuned access to like the mobile suit systems, uh, takes out the mobile suits around until they are, t- they're set upon by the special mobile suit, um, From the enemy, Uh, it shuts down the gun, the the, uh, gun system. But uh, Elnor's husband is able to take out the field generator and push the guy off by accessing level four uh, of his Gundam, uh, basically ensuring that he is not going to make it out of this fight to buy his wife and his kid uh, just enough time to escape. Um, As he um, as he begins to pass away, uh, he starts singing happy birthday to his kid Uh, and, um, Elnora and her child are able to escape Starwipe, the end.
0: Ah, boy. (laughs) Love to see a child be a war criminal.
1: Right? Like, just little baby doing some violence. Well, not really a war criminal. Frankly, just defending herself.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, I will say that Crunchyroll is absolute shit. Um, so because I knew myself and knew I wouldn't be able to take good notes while also concentrating on subtitles, uh, I decided to watch the dub, but I also like, even if I'm watching something in my native language, which is English, I still want subtitles for it just in case Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, Crunchyroll doesn't have uh any subtitles for uh English dub. What the so. fuck? They have subtitles already! Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh huh. What the shit? Uh-huh. That's fucking bonkers. Yep. They already have what?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so I will fucking say- dumb. I will say the dubs pretty good. Like the voice acting the, isn't terrible. The, the, the voices all seem to fit the characters for the most part.
1: I liked it pretty. Okay. I kind of flipped back and forth. Cause like I originally watched when I I was watching this as it came out with a VPN on Taiwanese, uh, Netflix. Um, uh, <laughs> cause it was the only place that was like wa- offering like day and date release, but with English subtitles. Hmm. Um, And so I've gotten pretty used to the Japanese... Like, in my head, these characters are their Japanese voice actors. Uh, But I want to check it out. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. Did you listen to any of it with the Japanese voice actors?
0: I did not. um, Because I had a feeling if I did, I'd get judgmental and it would be problematic for me. So I'm, I'm just sticking to the dub.
1: We'll talk about it in the... I think... I think it's more interesting when 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 we do the jump, like I honestly rewatched uh, the prologue in English because I had originally watched the prologue in English because um, Sunrise put it up on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had the like they had the 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 Japanese and English dubs available. And so I just watched it originally in you know, in English because like 90 percent of the time I have it on a different screen. I have, you know. I have whatever I'm watching on a different screen and doing something else on another one. Yeah. And so it's easier to do that when, you know, it's English. Um but uh I do think that the voice cast is good. I I mean I think we are, you know, when it comes to voice acting for the most part, we are long past the days where you're going to get like a, just an absolute trash tier dub of something.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Um because voice acting has just fundamentally changed. Um but, uh, the, we'll talk about it in the next one. Cause I, I have some, I do have particular opinions about ex- one voice actor by comparison to everybody else in the cast. Okay. Um, but I like how this episode, this, I love that they put this thing out for free, right? On the YouTube to like kind of build hype for Witch for Mercury Mm-hmm. And this is so radically different from the fucking episode that's going to come fucking
0: after it. Yep. It's like a whole different goddamn show. It is. It's great. I I love the tonal shift. Um, But I love that it
1: establishes like this shit like because like they would not show you this gun if they did not. Ex- like, you know, it's very obvious even by the end of episode two. Oh, we're going to get back to this shit. Mhm. Um but I think it was it was such an interesting direction to like have basically what is a cold open. Um for your entire like having an entire episode that is a cold open for your series. Uh I think it's a very interesting direction on how to like kind of kick things off.
0: Yeah. Um, um, the
1: action also great. Very uh, the even more so the gut, like more so than the mobile suit fights like the scenes of the strike team moving through the facility are really fucking good.
0: Yeah. and I liked uh I liked the way that they they chose to play with the zero gravity mm-hmm. um, just to to kind of emphasize where these people are and the, the kind of technologies they do and do not have and where they do and do not have it.
1: Yeah. They do a lot of really quick and subtle sort of world building, especially when it comes to like the gun systems themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And like setting it up as I love that it is a medical technology that has been repurposed for war. Uh, Not that they're trying to like, not, you know, not that they're trying to say something about the military no. industrial complex in this show.
0: Not at all.
1: <laughs> um the um, like uh the prosthetic arm I like I like how the like the battery sticks are so cool. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like a, like it, it they remind me of like the 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 uh the gumstick batteries from like the old Sony gumstick batteries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um I so I I can't like it's been a hot minute since I've watched season one. And I haven't watched season two of which from Mercury like at all. um I don't, I'm assuming that Grandma doesn't die and that standoff with those officers, right.
0: I don't know. Like, I could easily see it going either way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I think that you get these interesting and unique character designs that would typically earmark these characters as being recurring characters, but have them be throwing, you know, disposable uh, to kind of, you know, demonstrate how everybody's disposable in these situations. Um, right. So, I mean, it's also not uncommon for, you know, a an older uh, mentor figure to get off really early anyway. So, um I could easily see her not coming back, but this is also anime and we didn't actually see the body. So
1: and they were more than willing to show other bodies is why I think it is. Yeah. Um. I love how much detail and characterness that they put in all of the crew of this base just to fucking murder them. <laughs> uh huh. It's like, it's like, goddamn, Gundam is here. It's like the last episode. It's like the last couple of episodes of a Tomino Gundam, but just from the jump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, does it count as frigid as, as like fridging if you then also immediately kill the other gay?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's still burying your gays, but still
1: just all of them, though. <laughs> yeah. And and fortunately they also bury everybody else. So like, it doesn't feel that discriminatory. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I think it works well. I don't, I, I very much, it's not a barrier gaze trope because like, they're just trying to establish these, like, I think it's definitely supposed like all of everything that happens in the base is supposed to like, I feel like is supposed to be playing with your expectations of anime.
0: Yeah, and, Um, you know, also demonstrating, like, the hypocrisy of the military-industrial complex in this particular instance, mm -hmm. Um, you know, because you have the line, you know, there's no justification for sacrificing others um, interspersed with all of these, you know, all of these scenes of them doing exactly that.
1: Right, Um, because, like, they're not a you know, the people who were developing the Gundam, it's not like they were some rogue. They're not like a rogue nation or they're doing this. They were doing all of this development in full light of day. Like everybody knew what they were doing. It's not like it was some kind of like dark secret. Um, And they were just doing the thing. Like everybody here for the most part, like there are some true believers for sure. And I think they believe in this because like, you know, probably a lot of them believe in this technology because they're from space. They're space. Noids are spacians. I'm going to call them space. Noids because I'm too, I'm too much of an old head. Hmm. Um, I think also space. Noid sounds better than spacian. Uh,
0: I don't know. They both sound pretty bad. Yeah. They're, they're both. They're, they're both difficult to take seriously, but
1: yeah. But, I fine. mean, what do you call a person from space? You know what I mean?
0: A spacer.
1: Spacer is pretty good, um, but spaceoid it is. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. if we're gonna do a bad one, we might as well do the funny bad one.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Um, but like you know, these are people who have probably lived their entire life in space, know how important being able to like have these prosthetics to be able to like not just like live but thrive. Right. Like, that's the idea of the gun system is like through technology, we can like make it to where people don't don't just exist in space, but like thrive in the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like in are like the solution is, no, we're going to kill them all. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no warning. There's no like, you know, this is 100 percent like you're like, uh, you know, a classic fucking black op. Of no survivors, we're like, if we leave no survivors, then nobody can tell a counter-narrative to what's about to happen. Yep. It's extremely Gundam, and I love it.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love,
1: like, uh, Director Derling is really fucking good as a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, He is sick as hell. Um... I love the weird hip hop. Like that is some. The speech that he gives is like the most Metal Gear ass speech. Uh huh. Uh
0: -huh. (laughs) I was I was thinking that exact same thing.
1: Like Skullface would be monologuing this at me or some shit. Yes. Um, which is great because he is a he is a one hundred percent a Metal Gear bad guy. Like, and more so, he doesn't feel like a Gundam bad guy. Like, he doesn't feel like, um... To me, he feels like a... Like, Gundam typically talks about, like, the manifestation of war, how those factions prey upon the weak, um, and, like, how adults basically, like, ruin like through war and series of control, like ruin the lives, uh, in the prospects for like the younger generations. And this show is definitely getting into that shit. Um, but this one feels like the most like Kojima brained, um, uh, all of that, but through the lens of the, the military industrial complex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, God that Gundam is cool though oh yeah uh, the Gundam El- actually even the the like the grunt suits in this particular fight like the grunt Gundams they're pretty sick too I like their missile pods yeah
0: like there's there there is definitely a world in which I go wow cool robot
1: mm-hmm. like I like how the defining feature of the Gundams is like the bits um, mm-hmm. for the audience out there uh, the like any time like a mobile suit has like independent little drone guys, they're typically referred to as bits because that was like, you know, because of I think like Gundam F91 is when they introduced that sort of stuff um, into the Gundam lexicon. I'm sure that shit existed beforehand. They're basically drones. Um, but I like how that's like the defining feature of the gun system. Uh, like it really makes them feel like, OK, nobody else has this shit but us. And it kind of makes the system make more sense too. like your brain is having to process all of those little things. It makes the kind of like why it burns you out, make a little bit more sense as well. Do we think the baby is just special or that the Gundam works better for children?
0: Um... I don't know. Based on based on what I know of like the history of Gundam, it's you know not entirely unheard of for baby just special. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's also potentially the the. I think there's the potentiality for baby engineered. Um, but you know, we'll see if that if that pans out. But mm. uh my inclination just from what I know of Gundam is baby is just special.
1: Yeah, probably. Especially because, like, in the next episode, um Mari can't can't pilot the Gundam nearly as well. Mm-hmm. Um And Saleta seems to have like a full mind meld with the thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um not quite as cool as like ibo i really like ibo is one of my favorite from a conceptual standpoint gundams because it doesn't have any laser weapons um and the gundam is special because like it physically interfaces with the body through like um some like matrix tubes basically hot yeah um so but uh yeah good i think great like kick-ass opener for a series oh yeah i feel like you immediately you're like okay what the you know you're ready for like more gundam baby after this episode and you know what you get not this (laughs) (laughs) and i love that brave yeah frankly brave (laughs) yeah um all right do we have anything else about episode zero prologue
0: nope
1: all righty Moving on to episode one of The Witch from Mercury, The Witch and the Bride. Um, This episode was directed by uh, Ryo Ando, and script was by Ichiro, uh, I pronounced it earlier, Okuchi? Okuchi. I think. If somebody has, like, if I'm pronouncing that radically wrong, somebody please tell me, but I'm... Trying to pronounce it as best I can. I went to a Japanese exchange school for exactly one summer, so that's the my level of uh, my level of speaking Japanese that I've got. But <laughs> um, I think uh, Chiro wrote. It looks like he wrote like every episode, so that's cool. A number of years after the prologue. Um, Actually, let me read this. I'm just going to read this synopsis. A.S. Ad Stella 122. An era when a multitude of corporations have entered space and built huge economic system. Built a huge economic system. A lone girl from the remote planet of Mercury transfers to the uh, Adacacia School of Technology run by the uh, Burnett Group which dominates the mobile suit industry. Her name is Suleta Mercury. With a scarlet light burning in her pure heart, this girl walks step by step through the new world. So, the,
0: uh... <laughs> yeah, see what I mean? That's not an episode synopsis. That What are you talking about, Brian? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, but I mean, it's not... Not, I guess.
1: She does walk in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, The episode opens up with Saletta Mercury sitting in the cockpit of the Ariel. It says here in the plot description, Gundam Ariel. But they tell me a number of times this isn't a Gundam. Uh... Uh, she's checking through her student handbook to make sure she's got everything ready for her enrollment. The ship is only five minutes away from the school, uh, located on front sector seventy-three. As the ship enters the docking course, she views uh, the, sku- the school from afar, uh, talking to like talking to herself, but kind of to her mom. That yo, know, she finally made it. Using your student notebook to control the magnification level of uh, Ariel's display, she zooms in on a person who is floating around in a normal suit. Um, normal suit is a spacesuit suit um, in Gundam. I don't know why it's called a normal suit. It's, well, it's not. A normal suit is, like, different from what we conceptualize as a spacesuit, suit, but not super different. It's like, you you probably can't be out in space for a long time in a normal suit. Let me put it that way. <laughs>
0: um, it's it's a normal suit compared to a mobile suit. Yeah, I guess so. Um,
1: uh, Ar- or uh, Soletta, uh informs the captain of the ship that there's somebody floating out there and she readies the aerial um, fl- jumping out to try and save her. Uh, she rescues this person, pulling her into her cockpit where we are introduced Uh, where the person, um, flips up her visor, it's Minori, um, Minori? Minorine. Sorry, geez, I always call her Minori. Uh, Minorine. Uh, signaling, um, that, like, mad at Seleta, saying, I almost escaped after headbutting the piss out of her, uh, and saying, like, I almost escaped, and you fucking ruined it, you owe me. Um... We get a cute little thing, uh, after this, we get a cute little thing of Soleta coming into the school. Um. Saletta, uh, then she arrives at the, um... She arrives at the, uh, kind of, like, on the ground where drills are ran. So this school is a mobile suit school. Um, it's like, uh, it's like a school for kids who are going to be entering into, like, mobile suit programs. Mobile suits are, like, one of the biggest economic drivers of this economy. Though they don't seem to actively be at war, I don't know who's buying all these mobile suits. The show is kind of unclear about that, but they do seem to be very important. And one of the proving grounds for these different corporations that make mobile suits is this school, where their are ace pilots... And uh technical crews basically all go to train and also do well. Umeta is introduced to uh Nika uh, Minoru, uh, who introduces herself to Seleta and offers to answer any questions. Seleta tries to thank her, but she stumbles a bit, being very overwhelmed since it's her first day at school. Three curious uh students bombard Seleta with questions. Uh, they conclude that she it must be one of the elites. In the piloting program for Mercury to to be her and um, kind of uh, tease her about her sort of like old fashioned sort of country bumpkin vibe. Celena um, notices uh, Minorine walking to her class and begins uh, and being called over by a teacher. Celena remembers the demand to take re- uh, responsibility, offering um, and she walks up to uh, Minorine and offers to help her with another escape. Uh, this raises some gossip among the other students, uh, notably a pilot named, uh, Felci Fel- Rollo, um, who knows about, uh, Menorin's wish to run away to Earth. Uh, the alarms begin sounding, uh, signaling the beginning of a duel. The, uh, artificial sky at the front, um, darkens, and we see, uh, the, uh, Delanza. Uh, push into frame the delanza is piloted by G- uh, guel um who it's this big opulent fucking like looks like a roman statue turned into a gundam um thing uh fights with a fights with a spear right uh
0: i think it's uh like a halberd shit it's some kind of yeah i arm. think it- yeah, it's a polearm, but it's not a spear, because a spear doesn't have the sticky-outy bits. Yeah, I think it's like a halberd.
1: Um, But it makes very short work of the person who... Uh, it's fighting... Oh, it's... Well, that's not a great picture of it. It's like a beam weapon, but it... The picture that I found doesn't have the beam part ignited, so it's just a big stick. <laughs> but it's this big purple sun bitch with, like, a big plume. It is a great, like... It's a great mobile suit design. Um, let's see if I can find a picture of it with its beam weapon. Okay, it is a spear. But it's just, like, a crossguard spear. Um... But yeah, he makes short work of his opponent. Um he comes down seeing uh Minorine and uh and kind of steps out and he's like, hello, Minorine. Um and uh is flaunting his uh victory to her, proclaiming that both she and the comp- and her company uh will soon be his um uh his brother uh tells him that class is still in session grew explains uh the reason for the duel was because parker had laughed at him calling uh him uh a man with a runaway bride um Gule now awaits for Parker to apologize, like a grovelling worm, and for Minorine to see it. But Minareen leaves. Uh, Minareen in- enters her greenhouse um, while agents keep watch outside, uh, implying that she is important, very important. Uh, Soleta arrives at the doorstep to thank her. Uh, she explains how the dueling. Um, she then explains kind of the dueling system and how it works, and while uh, why Gule is her fiance uh, because of it. This synopsis does not explain it. Anyways, dear audience, how it works is if you've seen Revolutionary Girl Utena, it's what's uh-huh. going on. Um, Minarine is the prize. Whoever that basically the top dueling student uh, at the Academy is, is destined to be her groom. Currently, that's Gule. Um The marrying her as opposed to in Revolutionary Girl Utena where it's kind of nebulous what you get by <laughs> by being like outside of having a a sick bride. Um in in this world, uh by marrying Minarine, you will inherit uh the number 1 mobile suit company in the fucking universe, basically. Um it's a pretty uh big deal. And uh So, th- while they're in the, uh, the greenhouse, uh, Saletta is, like, looking at all of Minorine's vegetables and everything like that. Uh, she inquires about the tomato. Uh, Saletta, or Minarine, is like, it's a fucking tomato? Have you never seen tomato? And Saletta is like, no, I live on Mercury. Like, I've never seen a tomato before. It's a hell, I live on a hell planet. um, um. Uh, Minarine is still kind of like, um, let's see, uh, Solidia is curious about, uh, growing warehouse, Solita has no tomato flavoring, as her stomach growls, oh, Minarine gives her tomato, uh, she bites into it, uh, finding it delicious, uh, Minarine's mother was the one, uh, who made that specific breed, as Minarine explains, in an attempt to sort of, like, connect to things. Saletta says that her mother sent her here to study so that she could make more, uh, make Mercury like a more prosperous planet. But this sort of, um... Uh, but this sort of backfires when Soleta discovers that Minarine's mother is no longer alive. Uh, Minarine, now kind of upset, uh, gets soleta to leave by downloading the school map to her app. Um, as she's leaving, however, she is confronted by Gul, who encourages, um... Whose entourage is just like a bunch of like he has like a whole little harem. It's they're pretty funny. His like mean girl harem, um, they're fun. Uh, they make fun of Minaireen's far, uh, farming hobby, and he tells her um, that she should come live at his uh, like his kind of faction house to prevent further escape attempts. Uh, despite her father making the rules, Minorine does not agree with this engagement, questioning the very idea of always following what their parents decide. Uh, having been insulted as daddy's little lapdog, uh, Guel knocks the plants uh, off the wall of the facility. Um, Minorine grabs uh, Guel from behind, but he shakes her off, causing the tomatoes to fall to the floor. Um, his entourage uh, laugh at this, but Soletta, uh but believes that they all need to stop him, but none of them are going to. Um, uh, while Gruul is threatening to physically harm Munorine, Saleta takes matters into her own hand and gives Gul a slap on the ass and a scolding. Uh, she retreats behind Petra when uh, Gruul rhetorically asks if she knows who he is. Uh, being new to the school, Saleta can only answer that he's a pushy suitor um, based on what she's observed, which amuses uh, Felcy and Petra. As it turns out, Gjul is the heir to one of the three branches of the Burnett group, uh, head of the uh, dueling committee, and the reigning holder, the school's number one pilot, as chosen through duels. Um, With right and wrong being decided through duels uh, is the only way he would give an apology to Munerine, which uh, Saleta really wants him to duel. So Saleta's like, well, fuck it. Uh, I guess I'll duel you. (laughs) Um... So, then we get a, we begin to get a, uh... Saleta doesn't 100% realize what she's agreed to. Um, and we get a sequence where, like, we load up, um, on, uh, Gules uh, D- uh Delanza, um, packing spare packs and everything to it. Um, meanwhile, um, uh, Gules' dad is preparing to, like, assassinate, uh, director darling um he needs to be, but this has this duel has like um complicated things because darling needs to be assassinated before this duel ends so that he, like gul can remain the suitor uh and ensure that he can take over the darling corporation um the duel begins um with uh but it's not Sileta inside. Uh it turns out that's Minarine. I have got to figure out a better synopsis because these are so fucking long. <laughs> I'm realizing looking at the time right now. Um basically, uh as the the, the fight begins, it turns out that it's not Celeta inside of the Gundam Ariel, it's minarine Minorine who has uh decided that she wants to fight for herself. Um, unfortunately she's a kind of a crap mobile suit pilot and she's immediately put on her back foot by, uh, Guell. um, using a, uh, because her little data pad has been stolen, uh, Soletta borrows one, uh, from Nam- uh, Nanaru, um, and, uh, uh, makes her way out onto the battlefield, uh, switching places with Minarine, uh, as soon as Soleta is in uh, the Gundam Ariel, we get to see its true power. Uh, as like the colors change, and uh, Ariel sort of explains her like her life philosophy. Um, if you if you take a step backwards, if you back down from a challenge, uh, you lose one. You lose like the opportunity to. Uh, you you lose the opportunity, uh, to, to learn. And if you take a step forward, but if you take a step forward, you gain too because you gain the experience and you gain confidence, basically. Um, and so, you know, she, it's kind of like Sletta's, uh, never say die attitude, um, which, uh, fills her with the power of anime and she deploys her bits, which absolutely fucking you will, uh, be up beyond reason. um, uh, after the duel is done, um, Soleta and Minarine uh, exit the Gundam to uh, to kind of survey it. Uh, but Minarine uh, changes Saleta's outfit, signifying that she is now the top, uh, she's the ace of the Academy and uh, the new holder, which means that Saleta is uh, now the fiance of Minarine to um, so which Seleta goes, wait no, I can't be your fiance I'm a girl and, and Minreen replies, well that's not a big deal here. I guess Mercury's not that progressive of a place Star white the end So I love.
0: The uh, characterization we get of Suleta right off the bat where Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, God, I have to save this one person almost squishes like six people (laughs) in the process. Right. Just her tunnel vision of what a good action is, you know, without necessarily regarding how those actions could affect others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see this throughout her. I think it's Miorine. But. Throughout her interactions with Mirene, she just keeps making things worse by trying to well, quote unquote worse in Mirene's mm-hmm. perspective by you know, continuing to try to to quote unquote help. Mm-hmm. Um just some really good stuff right off the bat.
1: So I highly suggest listening to the Japanese dub just to hear a voice actor who like the english voice actor does a fine job but goddamn um does the the japanese voice actor just nail uh dis- like disaster nerd who cannot function <laughs> so well like the stuttering and everything it just it she does such a good job <laughs> That's my only quibble between the two different voice casts. I do think that the Japanese voice actor for Saleta just, it does so good. Just absolutely Mm -hmm. like perfect characterization. It's like super endearing, big like nerd puppy that you want to take care of.
0: Um, Aw. I will say that uh, the Utena vibes start early and they do not stop.
1: Truly off the chart Utena vibes.
0: Like real Otori Academy hours with the, the montage uh, of the school that we mm-hmm. get is the introduction to the grounds.
1: Um, I, I like that we kind of establish like there's all like what, how the factions work and all that shit too.
0: Um, I mean, we established it, but I'll be honest, I did not retain a single one lick of it. Um, Basically,
1: basically, like what it boils down to is that there's a dueling council. Yeah. And the student
0: council got it.
1: Yeah, the student council um, and the members of the student council are, are made up of like just the top, like the heirs to the top companies in the economic sector.
0: Mm hmm. One um, of them's tits out all the time.
1: Yeah. One is tits out all the time. One is apathetic anime boy. One is, uh, um, let's see. Like there's every, 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 uh, anime stereotype is represented
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> on the student um, council. Yeah.
0: And I like, I like that the series does not care or, you know, maybe it does care a little bit about how absolutely ridiculous the idea of settling petty disputes with mobile suit duels uh, is. Like, on the one hand, it's like, just accept it. This is part of the world because we say so and because it has symbolic meaning. But also, like, on the other hand, it, it, could easily represent that these people just have so much fucking money. It doesn't matter if they trash a mobile suit in the pursuit of petty disputes.
1: Well, they kind of talk about it a little bit in episode two that it, like the the duels also kind of work as like function as like product commercials for the mobile suits. Cause the models that are represented at the Academy are the one, like also are the one, like lots of the models from the top companies are like prototypes and mm-hmm. like test models that they're trying to sell to buyers. And so these duels function as like live round tests. Um, it's still dumb. It's like a paper thin justification for shit happening yeah' this is mostly duels happen. just don't think about it. duels happen. That's what's happening duels
0: yeah um, i I can't help but think of the tomato scene as being like a Persephone moment mm-hmm. uh where or or like eating the fairy food wherein like. Suleta is like bound to this place this is this is when she you know the moment of no return for her
1: I also like that it's like um I, I think I think it's minorine. because I think that's how they pronounce it in the Japanese dub
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's not how they pronounce it in the English dub. So <laughs> I'm not surprised be... that they're radically different. <laughs> yeah, i'll I'll have to listen to the Japanese dub and see if I can pick it out. Um, let me see if I can click
1: on the character, and if it's got it's like it has like a pronunciation guide.
0: If it's if it's got like uh kataga- katakana or hiragana, I could read it.
1: Um, here we go. I'm going to send you her name written in what looks like Katakana.
0: Yeah, it's Miorine.
1: Miorine. Okay. Yeah. That's not how the Japanese cast pronounce it. Uh, (laughs) Um, I'm not surprised though. Um, that is not uncommon in many Japanese dubs. Um, But yeah, like, I also like that it functions as like Minorine, like. It's the first of like many couple of moments where like she's like, oh, this girl is just like this. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like she is just a she's just a Labrado, Labradoodle, like just floating around human Labradoodle. <laughs> Yep. Um I love gul is a good piece of shit bad guy.
0: Yeah, I oh god, the Sionji vibes are off the chart. Truly. Um it's it's good shit. <laughs> don't hate it's him. Really too. really good shit.
1: Let me tell you, August, don't hate him too much.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's got the the daddy issues going for him, so mm-hmm. you know, he's gonna th- he's there's that- gonna be a turn. <laughs> oh yeah. Like
1: it, it every anime has to have one of the bad guys who switches sides right yeah and he is like uh, he's got big Vegeta energy
0: <laughs> like I, I, I wouldn't go that far but
1: um yeah probably no you're right yeah he doesn't have big Vegeta energy he's got big Yamcha energy damn I'm not wrong no <laughs> <laughs> and Yamsha did start off as a bad guy, so. Like, short term antagonist. Um. Way back in the world of Dragon Ball. Um. At least I think he did. Anyways. Um I do wish they wouldn't go quite as hard on him being a big, big piece of shit in this first episode. Because it would make like the threatening to like physically assault uh Minarine is not great.
0: Mhm.
1: Makes going to make that that overall um that 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 face turn a little bit harder for me to swallow. Um but uh but otherwise he's real I love the fucking design of his mobile suit. That big purple ass motherfucking thing looks like a yeah. Zaku. Um it's sick i love the the big floof too like cuz like the the rules of the duel is that you have to take off the crest on the the head of the mobile suit um to win the duel um which uh guel does in the first duel by like full on decapitating the other mobile suit um uh, for people who don't know how gundams are typically do do and are not watching the show along with us um the pilots are in the chest of gun, like of mobile suits, typically. So decapitating them does not like kill anybody, but it does like stop the functioning of the mobile suit. Um, but yeah, I like him. I like his like his weird little like uh his fan club that follows him around <laughs> and mm-hmm. his brother who is obviously like an even like. You can tell his his brother is big like uh big I'm going to inherit the throne energy. Yep. Um also love the only thing that saves uh uh Minorine's dad is like fucking Seleta <laughs> bodying this guy. I like how they weave in the faction stuff. They're like in the back. Like, yeah, this is a w- wacky little school drama in the background. Like lots of political machinations are happening.
0: Mm hmm. Um, um I do on? want to say the music for the dual fucking slaps.
1: It is. It is really good. Like they knew, they knew they had to hit it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they knocked it out of the park. Um, And my my last note for this episode is that Suleta is like, what if uh, Wakaba were Utena?
1: (laughs) It's true. Yeah, like definitely. I like how they have the the same sort of similar roles, but like they did not like one for one copy personalities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: Suleta is a protagonist who is not like like. Utena is a protagonist who is like your typical has like a lot more Utena is like a shonen protagonist in revolutionary girl Utena yeah um and Soleta is a lot more like has a lot more like shojo protagonists like reminds me a lot more of uh Usagi from uh Sailor Moon than like she does remind me of like Utena.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like,
1: not a reluctant hero, but like somebody who doesn't typically have like heroic qualities, but like has that drive to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That catchphrase she has makes no sense. It's so hard to parse. The like, if you did like the lose one, gain two, like that shit just like
0: yeah it's so
1: hard to you can tell they they tr- it's going to come up often and a lot and it's so hard it's like i don't quite understand what the metaphor is here and i don't know if it's like a thing that works maybe better in native japanese you know what i mean mhm um then it does like maybe it's just clunky when translated
0: yeah or maybe there's some sort of cultural t- touchstone that we're missing here mhm
1: there's also a possibility they they came up with something they thought sounded profound and just leaned into it (laughs) too they're not you know anime is certainly not above that yeah um I like that they at least gave uh, Minorine the chance to like fight for herself initially I like it's fine that she's not good at it but she tried you know like, yeah. they're very much setting up that Minorine is not going to be a damsel in distress. She's going to try and advocate for herself and is in this together with Soletta, but not necessarily, like, she's not being, like, rescued by Soletta. mm mm-hmm. um, Until she is. It's a bad, bad way of setting it up, but, you know, <laughs> she does get rescued by Soletta in this episode. <laughs> um... God damn, the Gundam Ariel is cool. Yeah, yeah, she is. God, sick as shit, this Gundam. Um, I love the bits are so dope. Um, and like the I like the light up parts of Gundam Ariel. Like the does the the honestly all of the mechanical design that I've ever seen in this show is is whips.
0: Hmm. Dude. Stop. (laughs) You know what time it is. It's It's a little little bit bit o'clock.
1: Um The bits are cool. That's the that's my takeaway from most every time a Gundam shows up and it has bits, it's the dopest shit. (laughs) Drones Mm -hmm. are cool. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know they're not cool in real life, but in anime, they're so cool. <laughs> I like the ending too. Like the ending is—it's a perfect cut to black situation. Yeah, because they're like, no, it's not a metaphor. She's actually going. She's actually engaged to Minorina. <laughs> Um, this anime is gay. Get used to it. Also, we get a very sh- quick, I think, uh, maybe it's is are the earthlings? Um, like is the the class table full of Earthnoids in this episode or next episode?
0: Uh, I think it's next episode. OK,
1: we'll talk about my second favorite character in the show. Choo Choo when we get to there. Um, okay
0: so so her name is Choo Choo yeah 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 her nickname is Choo Choo yeah I I thought that's what I heard but you know I didn't have any subtitles to verify so
1: all right well let's unless we have anything else about the witch and the bride let's move on to episode two
0: sounds good
1: Episode two, the cursed mobile suit. This one was direct. So it looks like every episode is written by the same person. So I'm just going to say the director um, from now on. Um, this episode was directed by Tatsuma uh, Min uh, Minami Kawa. I'm at least in the ballpark of that one, I feel like. Episode synopsis Soleta has won in her combat with Guel. However, there are now suspicions that her mobile suit, Ariel, uses the banned gunned format, a forbidden witch technology. Meanwhile, Minorine uh, faces a crisis as her father, Darling, wants her to leave the school. Um, we pretty much pick up right where we left off um uh with Guel defeated um and uh Shadik, uh asks another character to look up the arrow using his Haro we get a Haro confirmation by the way a uh, Haro is a little robot who's been around since the 70s he's in like every fucking Gundam um the Uh, Saleta is now officially Minorine's uh, groom, uh, but she assures Saleta that there's no way uh, that they're going to get married uh, because Minorine hates her shitty fucking dad and her dad's not going to tell her who to marry. It doesn't matter who wins her hand in a duel. She's not in love with Saleta, not at all. Don't read into it. Uh... we will we will have to practice kissing though it's fine but that's like part of the deal it's not it doesn't mean anything says says uh Mina <laughs> um the students have been watching the duel in their uh classrooms and they are shocked that gul has lost um we get uh we uh, get a touchstone with uh the the earth house um Mika, the lady, the the, uh, student that allowed uh, uh, Saleta to borrow her notebook to be able to get onto the battlefield. Um, She is amazed by the suits built by the uh, by the Mercury Corporation and. um, And is showing uh, is showing like another classmate uh, the deal, uh, showing him details on the mobile suit when the signal is jammed. Um, suddenly, uh, the cops show up, um, they confiscate. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to burn through this. These, these synopsis are way too fucking long. Um, suddenly the cops show up, um, and they confiscate the aerial and arrest Suleta. Um, and Minorine is kind of uh take, also taken in custody. This is, I think, when we get confirmation um that Minorine is President Durling's daughter. Um, he kind of more or less has control over Minorine's life. He's the one who sent her to this school. Um, he's the one who set up the system for the like the dueling system that wins her hand. And um uh, gets like no uh say in her life. Um Because she tried to escape before, uh, he assigns her some bodyguards and is ordering her out of the academy, um, which, uh, in, like, kind of, like, into a facility with him to keep her from trying to escape to Earth like she was trying to. Um, the, uh... let's see so we also learn here um that soletta is age 17 um that her parent the status of her parents is that her uh is that her father is dead and her mom is uh at mercury at lagrange point one um but she doesn't seem to understand what a gunned system is when she's interrogated about it. Um, she insists that her mobile suit is called an aerial, not a Gundam. She doesn't know what a fucking Gundam is. Um, the interrogator asks her if she's part of the Vandis Institute and she has no idea what the fuck that is either. Um, the Burnett group is, uh, watching the interrogation. Um, they don't think that she's a witch,, uh, but they can't seem to find any like hard developments for uh, to connect um, this to the Verness group. Um, they are investigating, it says that the suit is registered registered to the Shin Sai Development Corporation of Mercury, and they're being investigated. Um, them, who is Giul's dad. Um, is really upset because this fucking Gundam, like, obviously there's uh, evidence of it being a Gundam because it had all the bits and all that stuff like that, and it fucking bodied his son in one of his company's mobile suits, uh, and he thinks that this duel, uh, should be rendered null and void, and that his son should be made the ace and the holder, uh, once more. Um... The, uh, dual resorts are voided, and, um, there's gossip emerging that, uh, the, that Soleta cheated all amongst the school. Um, this is brought up to Minorine, who is, uh, kind of in the classroom hearing about all of this, um, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through this, uh, Uh, Soletta is taken into custody and Minarine is, uh, video calls the front management company and she demands to see Soledda. Uh, but operator number two tells her that it's up to President Durling. Frustrated at her father again, she lurks around the spaceport, uh, um, departure lounge. An announcement imen- uh, mentions, um, that's, not doesn't play into the actual plot here uh an agent arrives um but he's not here to get Minorine back to class as she expected but he delivers a message to her from her father she is to unenroll from the school so that he can arrange a groom himself and return immediately uh to his facility munorine asks the agent for the agent's phone to read it herself uh she is furious at her father for never consulting her ex- or explaining anything to her whether it's a ruling her at the school or forcing her to quit playing piano uh who she should be friends with he um he didn't even uh come to her own mother's funeral she throws the phone at the window and rushes off to the bathroom um as somebody notices the conversation, uh, Minorine is approached in the bathroom um, by somebody who gives her the coordinates to that she was trying to escape through. It's the smuggler that was going to try and get her out of there. Um, she's like, Hey, do you still want to go to Earth? Do you still want to get out of here? And you already paid me. We're good for it. And Minorine is like, If you can get me out of here, uh, I'm ready to fucking go. Uh, and so they begin to bounce, um, back at the, uh, at the, uh, kind of like the mobile suit council building, uh, gets slapped in the face by his dad for losing the duel. Gjul bows for forgiveness. Although his father, uh, will have the duel results voided, Gjul does not seem pleased with that. After, uh, leaves the office, Bim is told that he has another visitor, it is the representative of the Sinchei C- Corporation, Lady Prospera. And uh immediate let me tell you, audience, I haven't asked uh uh August's opinion uh, of Lady Prospera, but I think I know what it is. Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's almost like we share a brain mm-hmm. cell.
1: Um Soletta is stuck inside her cell. Um when the buzzer rings, uh, it's a fellow student from uh, from the academy. He introduces himself to Saletta. Um, His name is Elan. Ellen? Elan? E-L-A-N is how his name is spelled. Probably Elon. That sounds fancier than Ellen. <laughs> um, uh, Saleta digs into the food um, and begins kind of breaking down um kind of like at everything that's happening um in Elan uh she questions uh his motives for coming to help her which he plainly answers that he's in uh, uh that she interests him and he desires to know more about her which makes her blush um because we because this is Revolutionary Girl Utena and we have to make some uh we have to get some uh love triangle shit going down here um a council meeting um is called about the mobile shoot suit, suit development council, uh, where lady Prospera shows up. She's like, Hey, I made that goddamn mobile suit and it's not a fucking Gundam. And everybody's like, it looks like a Gundam. It does a lot of Gundam shit. And she's like, well, read your, uh, read your fucking readings. Did it have a data storm? Was there a data storm? Uh, my pilot's still alive. How could be a Gundam with no data storm and my pilot's not fucking dead. um, and everybody's like, "Oh, she's got a point there." She's like, "It has new. It has like our proprietary uh, drone technology, which is what you know why it can mimic uh, things that the gunned format could do, but it is not a gunned format. It is not a Gundam." And she's like, "So there, you know, you can let everything go." And then President Derling is like, "No, that's a Gundam." <laughs> and she go- he just says that. Like, I cannot stress to you, audience, that he just goes no, it's a Gundam. And she's like, why? And he literally goes, because I say so. <laughs> um, it looks like all hope is lost when, lo and behold, who has arrived but goddamn Minorine, who it walks in. She's like, hey, dad, fuck you. <laughs> um, she's like, I'm tired of you treating me like dog shit. You're going to let Seleta go. And he's like, I'm not going to do that you're my daughter. I'm the president of the whole goddamn galaxy. You're going to do what I fucking say because I make the goddamn rules. And she's like, well then I challenge you to a fucking duel, uh, by your own fucking rules. So are you going to be a God? Are you going to step up? Or are you going to be a fucking coward about it? Um, we hard cut to the cell, um, where, uh, Saletta is kind of like sadly looking at her, her curry tray. um, and Minorine bursts in. They they hug each other, um, and she's like, um listen, you have got to duel one more time. Um, you have to win. Otherwise, uh, the Ariel will be scrapped, and I will be sent away." And and Seleta is like, "Oh God, Jesus, Starwipe the end." <laughs>
0: So, Lady Prospera,
1: huh? <laughs> um, Lady Prospera, obviously uh, the character from the prologue. Like, the most... Ob- like, it's like, I love when Gundam puts the Char Aznable mask on people you already know the identity of. <laughs> yes. Like, like, it's not even... A little bit confusing. It's like she has the same robot arm. You know what I mean? hmm I do mm-hmm. like that she... I do like it... I mean, it does serve a function inside of the story. Because it's obvious that, like... She has changed her identity and the identity of her daughter. I think. I have an idea about... I have a wonder about this. But, um... She's definitely hiding her own identity
0: with the little mask. Yeah. Um... But uh, I do. I do like her her rebuttal, basically just being like, I'm wearing it because I'm disfigured, you numb nuts. Yeah,
1: I live on Mercury. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, It's interesting how radically different like because we we know the audience knows that that's the character from the prologue. Mm-hmm. but she's like not even remotely acting the fucking same she it is like she has assumed an entirely new personality
0: i mean you know watching your husband die horribly while singing happy birthday to your daughter is probably not the kind of thing that's conducive to adjusting well to oh no 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 anything but it's like
1: she has big shark energy which i like
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. Uh, I want to, I I actually want to pull back, Mm -hmm. uh, just a minute. Yeah. And talk about the opening because this is the first time we've had an honest to God anime opening. Um. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. I thought I heard Zelda for a second. Um. But uh I love this this shoujo ass opening to what has historically been a shonen ass anime because the mecha genre is overwhelmingly shonen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we've got this shojo ass opening, some of which, like some of the visuals of which are directly ripped from the Utenna opening. Mm-hmm. Like Well, I would not say like Utena,
1: DNA wise, I know it is a shoujo show, but like has like a lot of like, especially the original series has like a lot of like shonen anime tropes. I feel like probably because in the 90s, like while th- those genres did exist, they weren't quite as like, I feel like they were not uh as like crystallized as they are like today in 2023. You know what I mean?
0: Hmm. They're definitely vastly different mm-hmm. genres today than they were
1: back then. When we were, and I mean, I guess, up. and also, like, I wouldn't even say that like Utenna is necessarily a sh- I think maybe calling a shonen anime, it's like more like a battle show. Like a, that,
0: that is cer- certainly true. Yeah, but like, there are visuals that are directly ripped from the Utenna opening here uh like there's no mistake who the mother of this show is
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean especially considering the writer has written two revolutionary girl utena light novels Hmm. um i like how it it definitely has Utena vibes, but I think I like the twist that this whole like meta layer of politics adds to the entire thing.
0: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that it's just Utena. Oh no, no. Yeah. But, but you, you know, my, my love for Utena mm-hmm. and my, you know, I'm always willing and ready and able to point at something and go, look, they did this on Utena. <laughs> um, so, as as we we demonstrated throughout the entirety of Steven Universe, so
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, Steven Universe was straight up just stealing entire animation scenes from dinner. So, <laughs> yep. Um, speaking of the yep, music, yep. the end theme for this show fucking bops.
0: Mm-hmm. Like it is a
1: like um both both honestly the the uh the OP and the ED uh are both just wit (laughs) for this this anime
0: agreed uh I mean it's the 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 soundtrack is no no Kano level soundtrack but it's still pretty good so far yeah yeah
1: like inside like I like the the we'll hear it again like I like the dueling theme the dueling theme is really Mm good uh the rest of the music is is good but not like it doesn't stick out in the same sort of way. Um, yes. but if you have to nail one song, you've got to nail the deal du- dueling thing. They understood the fucking assignment.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, let's see. Um, I'm, I like the politics showed up in this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, I, I like that if you were off, if you were put off, By episode one and the tonal shift from the prologue to episode one, I think episode two really brings you back and you're like, "Okay, we're going to hit a middle ground between these two things. Like, it's very obvious from this that like we're like this entire show is not going to be the dueling Academy, you know. Like at some point as all Gundams must do, either they start in space and go to earth or they start on earth and they go to space. And at some point we got to go to earth. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the, the prologue and this kind of give you a hint about like what that's going to look like when we get there.
0: Yeah. Especially considering the, uh, the interplay between the space noids and the earth noids.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there's we're going to see some protest signs, I think, in the next at least in the next two episodes that are hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I also like our little introduction to like our, you know, quick, quick little introduction to our earth um, mm-hmm. I Choo 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 is so mean. I love her. She's like the angriest little thing in the uh, all of history. Um,
0: I love I love how she's named Choo Choo and has those two big, uh, big uh, puff balls on her head that look like large round ears that you might see on a small monkey themed uh, <laughs> mascot in right? a different anime. Yep,
1: yep. <laughs> um, she punches a character so hard I thought they died. And then uh, d- like I just like th- it's one of the most viciously animated anime punches is going to come up delivered by (laughs) choo-choo. Nice. (laughs) Like, she's a full-on little firecracker, and I like her quite a bit. Also, um, it's obviously- obvious that her and Nika are married already. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. So, um... I like I like the characterization that we get for Minorine as well, because this really feels like very heavily a Minarine episode, because like we yeah. kind of like episode one was to introduce you to Sletta kind of like protagonist a but Minarine is definitely like is not is, is protagonist B They are both the protagonists of this show. I feel like. Um, and this is a, I like how this shows like Minarine is. Like, like, you know, it gives you your hero's call to adventure where, you know, she makes the choice, like, she could save herself, but, like, she's not going to abandon Soletta, who was, like, legitimately nice to her and did, like, nice things for her. And, you know, maybe she has a crush on, but who knows, like, who's counting, whatever. It's not a real marriage. We're not going to get real married, says, Sol- says Minerina. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Definitely not going to get real married. Um... uh let's see i like how shitty the ruling like the mobile suit council is (laughs) and how weird how weird they are like those three weird robot ladies (laughs) what's up with the weird robot people (laughs)
0: eh you know the feature just be like that like
1: there's not a single member of this entire ruling council that just doesn't give off the susest vibes in all of existence. <laughs> like they didn't even make yeah. one normal one. They didn't even try. <laughs> um already setting up the Gul, uh like episode two, they're already setting up Gules face turn.
0: Yeah. Um well you know he can't stay a bad guy because he has brightly colored hair. That's
1: true. Um oh man, they're like in the next episode they're gonna give him like his new mech, and it's real sick looking. <laughs> um let's see. I like a El- uh Alan. I like how they're setting up lawn as kind of like a possible love interest as well. Extremely pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Like your evil pretty boy, um,
0: evil wayfish.
1: They do some. Elon is a very interesting bad guy. Um, very interesting what they do with Elon, which feeds into some ideas that I have about. Because again, I haven't seen season two. Um, but I find it weird that Soledad like under the polygraph test or what have you right that she's taking like she says her name is Soletta and that's not what her name was you know mhm so i'm wondering is this so i i don't know if the it says explicitly in episode 2 but obviously like um lady prospera is soletta's mom
0: yeah yeah obviously
1: I'm wondering if Ariel, the mech, is in fact the kid that was in the prologue and Saleta's like some kind of clone or some shit. Are you getting that vibe, too? Uh,
0: I can see it. I can see it.
1: So I don't know. I mean, she's the right age. So, like, it's not like she was, like, she's younger than she should be or something like that. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Feels like it. the show could go that direction.
0: Yeah. I certainly wouldn't put it past yeah. it.
1: Because Lady Prospera has big bad guy energy. Like, extremely huge bad guy energy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, And it's very cool and sexy of her. Yeah,
1: she's extremely cool and sexy. Um, We're not just like it's big bad guy energy brackets positive (laughs) Brackets sexy. (laughs) Um, I. Like uh, fucking Minorine showing up to basically like what if uh, the president's child showed up to like a U.N. hearing and just read her dad to filth on the middle of the uh, like the U.N. floor. It's really what happened. Uh, Gundam says fuck parents all the time forever and no more so in this than in this scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does does anybody have a healthy relationship with their parents and and Gundam? Um when they have parents.
1: Let me think. No. <laughs> okay. Uh no. <laughs> Though frankly, Celeta is not the worst relationship. Uh, or I mean Minorine is not the worst relationship with somebody's parents in Gundam.
0: Yeah. Um, fair.
1: Amaro really. First and first and top of that list, frankly, uh, his mom real fucking big piece of shit. So, oh, apparently, there's like an after credit scene in this episode that I did not watch. Apparently, there's a a ship flies uh, by an asteroid. The uh, uh, Dari Balade is giving chase as being chased by two Delanzas, which fire beams at it. Um the Darl uh Balade detaches the beam saber parts uh from its back and um kills these two uh Delanzas with uh a beam javelin. Cool. I'm sure that has some sort of bearing on the plot, but whatever. <laughs> um I'm here for the two girls. I'm not really... The mech fights are, like, a bonus. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, But these
1: characters are really good. Like, sometimes sometimes a a Gundam is mostly about the fights. But, like, they do a really good job. Because there's not, like, really any big robot fights in this episode. But, like, you... You're are you already it already feels like you're like you're invested enough in the characters that you want to see how this plays out. Right. Mm hmm. Um, so that's nice. Um. All righty. Well, do we have anything else about the cursed mobile suit? I do not. All righty. Well, Um, next week, y'all, our next time, uh, we will be watching episodes three and four, Gules Pride and Unseen Trap. Um, and then we're just gonna be doing two episodes all the way, um. Uh we're gonna be basically doing two episodes all the way uh to the end. Um if the writer strike ends before we end this series. then maybe we'll, I don't know what we'll do. Um, so
0: we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, let's see what's going on over on FTL land.
0: Oh God. FTL land is a mess right now. Um, I haven't actually finished putting together the episode for next week. um, (laughs) Because I have 140 hours in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, and uh, we're gearing up for me and Anya getting married, so I don't know what we're gonna be doing <laughs> here for the next little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, FTL probably has deserved know? a
1: break as being the only Standing Stone show that hasn't hasn't had some uh, scheduling issues in the last six months.
0: Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but we have, we have consistently put stuff in the feed uh, on a a weekly or almost weekly basis for a very long time. So it is probably, we are probably due for a break here soon, but um, yeah, I don't know. We, we wrapped up uh, FTL presents Pathfinder for now. Um, So that's all in the can. Um, We're continuing a pace with season seven, uh, got some, we had, uh, Aaron katano Saez with us, um, for, as of this recordings, uh, this recording this week's episode, but it should be last week's episode for y'all. Uh, I, I'm um, going
1: to try and actually get this out by tomorrow. Oh, since we're, I'm going to try and get us back on schedule.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so this week's episode, episode. <laughs> seventy-five. <Yeah. laughs> it was a really good time. Uh, I highly recommend it. We were all on our bullshit. Uh, we created some stuff that was really really cool. Um, but otherwise, um, IDFK. Um, we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. Roomware pod is finally back. Uh, it'll be back on Monday. Woo! Um, Uh, we, and we've got episodes lined up like we're, we, we should be good. We should be good until, until we, we get to where we're trying to go. Uh, also dumb kids is back and let me tell you audience, there's like four episodes of that motherfucker left. So like strap the fuck in. (laughs) Um, so that should be, that should all be starting back up next week. Um, You're the only person who has sent me the fucking the radio transmission shit. By the way, I need to get I'm on sorry. everybody about that. Yeah. Um. Other than that, um, I think that's it. Um, I kind of want to start streaming again. I don't know what. <laughs> um, but we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. this Sunday, uh, come on over to the, um, the moonshot networks, uh, Twitch, where you can see me, uh, competing with some other folks, on uh, playing a smack talk showdown, uh, which is like a card game where you cut wrestling promos at everybody and I'm going to win. I'm taking that belt. There's a real belt. Uh, I've never been more motivated to do anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, it was Brandon last time. Do you want to go ahead and take, a, take us on out of here, August? Get us reset on this new Gundam era.
0: Yes. Uh, in which case, dear listener, I ask that you be like Cookie Cat and use your daughter to pilot a mech and destroy the people who are inevitably trying to kill you. Peace.
1: peace. We should end it. Instead of saying peace, we should say war. <laughs>